This is Up Too Late, and I'm your host, Teresa Zoe Williams. Later in the show, my guest and I will be doing a very special rendition of a youth group skit from long ago. Turn around. You know the skits. The ones where all the different sins are shown attacking a young person, usually a girl because hashtag helpless, and then Jesus comes along and makes everything better. The ones that make you feel like shit for even contemplating smoking a cigarette or dating a person of the opposite sex, or same sex for that matter. I know those skits well. In fact, I used to star in those skits. Yes, that's right. I was the girl whose heart was always broken, whose sins swirled around, and whom Jesus embraced. It's no wonder I turned out so emo. Those skits were normally put on during retreats, especially the overnight ones. You know, the ones where girls are pink and boys are blue and no purple is allowed. Those rules didn't stop me from pulling pranks on the boys, though. At one such lock-in, a friend and I were pranking the boys. We had successfully snuck into their room once, grabbed all their boxers, and taped them up in the hallways. Late, late at night, when we thought, you know, everyone's just going to stay up all evening and never go to bed, we went back for round two. But then, the boys started to come into the room to go to bed. I mean, lame! But anyway, we hid. We dove behind. There was like a wall of desks, and we dove behind them to wait them out. But the boys decided to actually go to sleep. Again, lame! So we were stuck. We couldn't get out of the room. So we stayed in the room overnight. My friend slept behind the desks, and I slept like on the seats of the desks. We were mostly hidden, right? And we decided we'd just sneak out in the morning before anyone woke up. You know, when it's light enough out to see that we're not going to, like, step on a boy's face and get caught. Little did we know that one of the boys had to leave early that day. The youth minister opened the door. Good old Bob. He opened the door to the boy's room with one of the mothers in tow and called for the one boy to get moving. And then he saw me. I stayed as still as humanly possible, but I knew that I was caught. Luckily, the mom didn't see me or my friend at all. The youth minister didn't see my friend either. She did actually successfully sneak out after my run-in. But I got a stern talking to about pranking and breaking the rules. What can I say? Purple is my favorite color. Welcome to the show, everyone. Tonight's drink of the day is, in honor of my friend who's coming on the show, Sangria. Pinky's out. This week, instead of a dramatic reading of scripture, I am joined by my longtime friend and fellow youth group survivor, Tracy Lucas Conway, to present to you a dramatic youth group skip reading. The setting. 
before anything else, the trees walk on stage holding hands. They should stand near the back of the stage facing the audience and they remain holding hands motionless and emotionless throughout the skit, much like the audience, not making contact, eye contact with anyone. Okay, we just need to stop here for a hot second because like, why, why? Like, why do we have trees at all? Like, it feels super like these kids can't sing or act, so we're gonna put them in the back as like, also, they, must have you a know. huge youth group to be able to have trees. Yeah, like <laughs> we really can't trust them to, you know, hold a hold a sign. Like I, I don't understand. I, like, and was this role a made up role? Because I don't remember it when we did it in high school. No, not at all. Like this is absolutely something that we we were like, let's be inclusive. Oh. Yeah these kids are talentless let's put them in the back this is inclusive inclusivity gone wrong like this is the inclusiveness that people like to make fun of and gives the rest of inclusivity a bad name (sighs) all right let's let's move i can't i know let's just keep going because we're gonna have even more of these moments Okay, so the drugs drugs now come out with their signs facing outwards, and they do not hold hands. And so the drugs stand in a line. can't hold hands. Right, obviously. The drugs stand in a line towards the back of the stage with their backs to the audience so that the audience can see their signs clearly. While it may be hard, the drugs should be arranged in some sort of order from least bad on stage right to worst on stage left, with the gateway drugs such as marijuana, smoking, or alcohol earlier. Okay. Yeah, like, it seems kind of like the wrong order. It's a thousand percent <laughs> the wrong order. Like, this is very inverted. You're not going to. Yeah, like. I, if, if I were directing this, which I'm not, thank God, uh, if I were directing this, I would have like smoking, alcohol, marijuana. And then like, where, where do we go from there? Do we go to like, are we expecting these kids to be like shooting up? Is that the next step? Like, are we, what? I mean, I I, I come from rural Pennsylvania and I didn't really know anyone mm -hmm. at all who shot up. I feel like the D.A.R.E. I feel like the D.A.R.E. program really like overestimated how many free drugs I would be offered in high school because I was not. No, I mean, like even ecstasy. I don't remember that being a very mm -mm. big deal. Um, No, no. Um, I mean, mean, like in my life, these three. Yeah, I went to a performing arts high school and I was not like given, you we know, were lied to. Or, I wasn't given anything person. Per, yeah, first me of all, either. could have had something to do with like, the fact that under- my dad was a cop, but you know, oh, that, yeah, that would definitely turn people off. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, I think that is the turning point. <laughs> turn around. Anyway. So throughout the skit, the drugs should be. I can't wait. Oh man, this is what. So, in case you've forgotten, this is the song 
that this skit is set to the turnaround by Bonnie Tyler, the ubiquitous oh. Bonnie Tyler. Um, so now it says throughout the skit, the drug should be right because we couldn't cold. become more of a cliche. Right. Right. Exactly. But aren't most drugs served up hot? Am I just being naive here? <laughs> I think that, okay, well, the term served up hot makes it sound like we're doing like flapjacks. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess you set a cigarette on fire. Right? You smoke yeah, a I joint. Well, this is a flaming pile. Yeah. <laughs> and most alcohol at parties was this. warm. Let's be real. Not that I ever I mean, drank on room age. temperature at the coolest. Yeah. No, seriously. none of us did. No. Mm-mm. I really didn't. I was very involved mm-hmm. with the youth group. So there was, I was not that. Kid. I didn't I was until, uh, I didn't until the summer going into senior year. Mm-hmm. And I, remember like very vividly having like two wine coolers and being like plastered <laughs> it, it, it was just like not a cute look <laughs> yeah i feel that i had a shot of vodka yeah. once and yeah and i felt yeah. super guilty my first it. shot was 151 how am i Whoa. alive like damn excuse me i know right balls to the walls yeah go tracy anyway um so let's see. Then moving on. Don't worry, that tolerance is decimated. It's fine. <laughs> at the start, everything is motionless and all stand with our arms at the sides. I'm pretty sure that's just repetitive, but whatever. Okay, so now we're in the actual yeah. skit. We're in the actual skit. So there's a the druggie, skit. The right? skit. The skit. The main girl who is so kindly in this called the druggie and her friends, one, two, and yep. three, if there are enough, enter stage right and are having a great time. We have enough to have trees. Of course we have enough. Like, I'm, my mind is blown. Like, yeah, just don't have an extra tree if you, if you need someone to be the friend. <laughs> Darn, someone didn't get to be trees. a tree. Oh, man. So mm-hmm. let's see, the druggie should be in the middle of the friends, clearly happy. And the group walks the length of sure. the stage, but does not notice the drugs. They turn around and casually still having a good time. But now the druggie starts to glance at the drugs because that's what druggies do. And occasionally moves yeah. closer towards them. It's in the name. <laughs> I, it has to be in the name. Um, the music mm-hmm. begins. And this, yes. is, this is the total turn around. <laughs> and... It's a little on the nose, but everything about this skit is on the nose. So literally everything is on the yeah, nose. There's not everything. One, one thing that's not. Um, and now as the music Subtle. begins, subtlety is not a specialty. Noticing the drugs. Well, we know who wrote this skit, and yes, yeah, subtlety is not his forte we at sure all. Do. <laughs> do we no, have stories? Not at all. Oh, oh god. Gosh. So it's we really like, can't we, we we don't have time to go down that rabbit hole to I know we're just gonna have we to move don't on. have time. <laughs> I'm sorry everybody. Um maybe another episode will <laughs> we'll revel you. But so we gotta move DM on. DM us later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you can always email me. You uh, you guys all have my email address. So um so let's see. The druggie starts noticing the drugs, the friends see that and start distracting her, and then forget about it. And this should be very obvious, 
by the time that the group why would you forget your yet. friend like who does that these are not good friends i mean maybe they should know, have been right? cast better oh man well i mean they're only friends one two and three i mean they're not even good enough for names at this point not even names like druggy yeah the group turns around (laughs) again because it's the turnaround skit this time because turn around every now and then i get them whatever um they barely walk past the first few drugs this time and the druggie goes directly to the first drug which depending on the order that you put them in is either smoking alcohol or marijuana. She goes to the first Healer's drug choice. and taps it on the right shoulder. It's very specific, the right yeah. shoulder and the drug mm-hmm. turns around and holds its arms out in front of it as if mechanically and coldly waiting for a hug, which again, <laughs> drugs <laughs> are served up hot. Um, the, yeah. This is, first of all i've never been hugged by a drug and this is like i mean maybe i'm missing out did i do high school wrong i think we must have i think so (laughs) because i don't get this at all um this one's also written a little bit differently than how you and i used to see it and perform it but we'll get to that so the drug is Uh, waiting for a hug back and the friends coax the Mm -hmm. druggie away and they start walking away but the druggie instead goes right back hugs the drug takes the sign from around its neck and puts it around her own (sighs) (laughs) oh my god i i just like okay so let's unpack this they take the sign and put it around the drug the person's neck the person playing a human Mm -hmm. did the person turn into weed at that point it does assume so like they have taken on the essence of the drug manifest yeah they are they are are the the marijuana which yeah for all my catholic listeners as you know you don't actually become your sins not at all so not in any way not metaphorical not literal nothing so this this which was written by a catholic is already wrong yeah yeah i mean that's misleading at best (laughs) at best (laughs) not like not great not great (laughs) oh god we gotta move on (laughs) okay okay the drug remains standing facing the audience emotionless still and hands at sides there is no emotion in this skit to be found fyi like we have no emotions yet like can you imagine this skit at one point in my life made me cry i didn't even do drugs or alcohol oh sweetie (laughs) i mean i don't think it ever made me cry yeah we think oh yeah oh the hormones i can't oh the first time i saw this skit was in front of an altar and we had just done or we were about to do adoration we had either it was on one side of the skit either we had just done adoration or we were about to if you had just done adoration that's yeah that's a vulnerable place i was just gonna say that's a vulnerable place that you're in so if it was right after adoration i totally get that 
Like you've got some emotions, you're, you know, you've been sitting on your knees for, you know, an hour. So that's problematic. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, we could get into the whole thing about why the setup of these retreats is problematic in and of itself, but that would be a whole mm -hmm. other episode. Please to all my youth minister friends out there. That's my second. I that love was my you guys second segment. You guys all do. <laughs> this is for my Patreons um, supporters only behind <laughs> the scenes with Tracy and Teresa. Um, but to oh all my God, youth minister I friends, it. I love you. And you guys do a great job. And I know that you have all gone through these things and learned and grown from them too. So this is not directed at you. Yeah. This I mean, we're not making fun of us. Yeah, we're not making fun of, you know, youth ministers who are doing the hard work of trying yeah. to, you know, uh, yeah. form young adults. We're just making fun of our formation <laughs> and how it could have. Yeah, I mean, evidenced Cringe. by us just wildly <laughs> to everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. clearly something went amiss. And now we are pinpointing where we we veered of off moments. track yeah this is one of these <laughs> moments so let's see I'm moving on the friends are fighting yes. with the druggie now as she moves on to the next drug tapping it on the shoulder also it also turns around with its arms out the friends try to coax the druggie pull her away talk sense into her some of which works at first as the skit are we having emotions yet like is uh, this are we emotional yet we're like emotion adjacent not yeah, quite. I don't think we're fully emotional yet. No, no. But we're about to be. Okay. As the skit okay, progresses, great. the druggie resists more and more, becoming very violent and physically hitting the friends as she reaches the middle of the line of drugs. I I don't can't mean to laugh, but like when friends. did stage combat come into this? Right? Like yeah, I, I at what point was he who shall not be named teaching <laughs> stage combat to youth group participants? Like yeah, he never taught it to me. Let's just get that out there right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I and don't also like lesson. in real life, recall. who would hit their friends over shit like this? You would just not yeah. talk to your friends anymore. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh, Teresa, we did. We did not consider that uh -oh. these are her words slapping oh. her friends. Oh. We did not consider yeah. that because we've been so emotionless That's up true. until now. Yeah. So That's this outburst true. of emotion is, you know, out Pissing of left field. I think it was a choice. I think uh, it was, I think it was a choice. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> Duh. How could I mm -hmm. not have thought mm -hmm. of that? Good, oh, this wasn't dramatic man. enough. So. No, not at all. Now, finally, some emotion. <laughs> So the druggie should also, to some extent, Ugh. take on any characteristics of the signs she receives, especially for violence or alcohol. So I don't know how a person is supposed to represent a liquid, but maybe people are more talented. I was just thinking, like, first of all, did I miss the chapter on violence in the D.A.R.E. program? Second right. of all, like, how am I supposed to represent, like... Like, are you just supposed to be acting drunk? Are you supposed to be acting stoned? Are you supposed to be acting? To I mean, and then, like so, stoned, I, like you're what? not violent when you're stoned. You're like the exact right. opposite. No, you're hungry. That's what yeah. you are. Yes. Oh man, do I have a story about a, a coconut cream pie? Whew. Yeah. 
Uh, for Patreon well, supporters it sounds only. like the it sounds like the people playing marijuana have the best uh, have the best gig here because yeah. they can just be sitting there with like a bag of Doritos and like sunglasses on. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, That's we really should have. Like. We yeah, did not capitalize on this as you know teenagers. No, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. man, man, we really did miss out. This skit <sighs> is not doing the job it says it should. So much so. introspection. Mm-mm. Oh, Mm-mm. 20 years later oh my be gosh. careful not to be comic about these actions <laughs> the next line is be careful that. not to be comic about these this actions. whole skit is a joke oh my god we have had yes, no emotions like, thus far how are we going to be comic about it like additionally everything is hilarious about this like yes. either <laughs> i like am i I, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're physically assaulting people on stage after we've been stone-faced the whole time. <laughs> like, what is not hilarious about that change of pace? Like, I don't understand. Oh, my gosh. It's just, man, you guys, if you knew who wrote this skit, like, we know him, <laughs> it would all make so much oh. more sense. <laughs> You'd be like, that's where, yes, I understand. This is... This makes so much sense. Yeah. All right. We got to oh. move, move on, move on. Keep, right. keep on trucking. We're not even halfway through yet. No, not, not even. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Friend two starts to give up just before the middle of the drugs and starts moving away. He or she should also hesitate briefly, come back slightly, then give up totally. This is especially effective if friend two has a place to sit on the edge of the stage, which can be spotlighted during the skit. In this case, we're, we're giving lighting directions. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even have a stage for this to be performed on. It was in right? church basements most of the time yeah, in a like, tiny room. I, oh my God. What's next? I'm Priorities. now looking back. Now looking back, I'm shocked that he wasn't standing there with like a flashlight. Oh like, my glaring it down. Right. <laughs> Right? Isn't that just what you would imagine? This would be? Also, why is there a spot? This is my inner theater person, but why is there, why are we lighting the person who's already given up? We should have a light right. on the druggie, on, you know, the different drugs they're interacting. Like, this is just poorly, like, stage directed well, at this point. He was not you an English major, someone... nor theater major, nor anything yeah. remotely close to those things. You don't spotlight an ancillary major. character. Like, what the hell? And not one who's gone. (laughs) Exactly. They've already given up. Why are we glorifying that with a spotlight? I really. It's not the point. I mean, what they should have done is had the people playing the the trees in the background holding like flashlights and spotlighting everyone. They should have been the lighting crew. That would have been much. I was going to say perfect, but it wouldn't have been perfect. It just would have been better perfect for our amusement now 20 years later but not great you know in the not great back then (laughs) oh boy so as friend two is leaving friends one and three try to convince friend two to stay this is getting confusing why are they convincing friend two they should be trying to save the druggie focus your energies yeah well this is why the druggie is getting caught up in so many drugs because she has shit because they're starting to ignore her like exactly don't worry uh, about friend two see. friend two is fine yeah 
friend who is not the one getting into drugs here. They're living um, their best life in the spotlight, man. Like yeah. they're fine. Yeah, it's fine. Friend two is just too resistant. So they give up on trying to make him stay and then continue to try to get the druggie to give it up. But the druggie gets very violent and friend three starts to give up and walks part of the way away. Friend one then convinces friend three to stay. And this is why the druggie is further and further in. Friend number one is the friend who never I gets I feel like up. I'm on drugs reading these directions. Me too. Me too. Through the entire line of drugs, friend one is doing everything she can to get the druggie away from the drugs. This should start with coaxing and gentle pulling and then fluctuate between frenzied attempts at mind talking sense into the druggie with a good deal of gesturing, but not comic and physically exclamation point, not away. comic, not comic, <laughs> trying to move the druggie away from the drugs. The druggie should resist more and more through everything. Friend one always returns focus to the druggie. Towards the end of the line, friend three gives up, and then friend one, feebly trying, gives up also. Okay, so let's unpack a little bit here. This paragraph begins with the sentence, friend number one is the friend who never gives up. Literally four sentences later, friend number one, feebly trying, gives up also. Like, no, that... <laughs> You're contradicting yourself. Too much. <laughs> like you're you're literally within four sentences, we've given up the one thing that differentiates friend number one from everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Like Again, they're not great friends. <laughs> yeah. This is this is maybe well, why the druggie turned to the drugs in the first place, because yeah, they have no friends. real friends. Yeah. yeah. I I mean I would have if I didn't have friends. Love you guys, by the way. <laughs> right? Oh, I can't, like, okay. Yeah. Keep going. We, we, gotta, right. we gotta move We've on. Got to. <laughs> oh my goodness. So once the druggie reaches the end of the line, the drugs immediately hold hands and curl to form a circle at stage left with her in the center of the circle. This happens at one of the piano interludes in the song. So again, this song is playing the whole time and it has to be timed exactly. I forgot this song was it. playing the whole time. Because we've been so emotionless. How can you yes. even think of music? Um, I mean, the, oh for someone who's so focused on not being comical, like this is really on the nose. <laughs> like, yeah. So um, on the nose. Also, like that stage direction, we are counting on high schoolers to respond to a musical crescendo, which is like putting a lot of faith in these 16 year olds to like accurate, accurately convey the desperation of struggle of someone struggling with addiction. Okay, like just consider that the person who wrote this has never been addicted to anything except the sound of his own voice. So, so true. Like, I can't. <laughs> Oh, the circle turns clockwise. Yet yeah, everyone throw knows it out. Counterclockwise is the way of the devil. Duh. I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously. So you have to turn clockwise and at a moderate pace, which is also symbolic because, but obscure. So we're saying that wait, wait, teenagers wait. are not going to pick just, up on this at all. I just noticed something. What the circle of 
druggies or the circle mm-hmm. of the drugs is turning clockwise. Wouldn't you want them turning counterclockwise if that's the devil? Because yeah. now you have the because later on you have the friends going counterclockwise. I, yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> More just someone didn't we've cracked the code. Through. We have. That's why this doesn't work. It's because the drugs are going clockwise and the and the people who are rescuing the druggie are going counterclockwise. That's the whole problem. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we, we figured it out. All right. Segment over. Time's up. Yep. That's we're it. done. We solved it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> there is no more. That's all she wrote. Oh Peace out, everybody. Good evening. This has been up too late. Yep. <laughs> okay. So the druggie is dancing in the middle of this circle and like making it obviously obvious that she's having a wonderful time, which... Um, also, that sends the wrong message. Like drugs are in fact a good time but i don't think that was the point of this yeah also if you're getting like that addicted it's really not a wonderful time it's you know the opposite i mean yeah there's a there's a period where it's a wonderful time and then it's very short it would be before she she got to the end of that drug line right yeah it's like i've eaten it's like I'm eating Doritos and then the end of and then the bag is empty and now I'm depressed about it. Yeah. And my tummy hurts. Exactly. That's that's the evolution of the exactly. drug. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And then there's a lot of directions about what the drugs do in this circle. And let's see. Oh, friends one and three now move around the circle counterclockwise, trying to reach or break inside and save the druggie, but she slaps away their hands. They can't break into the circle. Around this time, there's a thunder crash in the music. So just I mean, before this, in your mind, there is a thunder crash. Like this, well, you're, you're really relying on teenagers here. But I go ahead. <laughs> the circle tightens so that the drug druggy hardly has room to move anymore. She starts to get scared, and instead of waving and dancing happily, she instead starts reaching frantically for help. Friends one and three continue trying to break the circle as friend two finally decides to return, a jackass, and joins friend the two other friends. sucks. I know. Why Why do we have that friend two? Mm-hmm. Um, and this symbolically shows that a true friend is there for you in your worst times. She was sitting on the other side of the stage. Yeah. She came back when it in was In a spotlight. Yeah. She came Not back in the, the easy moment when the exactly. druggie wants help. And is exactly. ready to accept help. Ugh. Damn it, Finally, friend two. <laughs> the thunder crash. And the druggie and friend one grasp hands and the circle breaks. The drugs immediately reform their line. Although having the drugs in the same order as before isn't essential, it is nice if you can manage it without much fuss. Okay. Walls. <laughs> yeah. So in the original of this skit, Either the sin, like Satan was pressuring the girl into these drugs or the friends were, not the friends helping her. This was not. Right, 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 right. Oh, man. And fuss, teenagers always make a fuss. Like, yeah, I can guarantee this will be a fuss. This is going to (laughs) be terrible. Whatever. This has fuss written all over it. (laughs) The new name of the skit. Just fuss. (laughs) Just fuss. (laughs) So at this point, there's a choice. Oh, the director has a choice. The friends can convince the druggie to take the signs off and throw them away. Or this can wait. It is a bit easier to move without the signs around her neck. 
Ah, uh, yes, I recall being unable to walk with paper attached to my shirt at that age. Terrible, terrible. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Beginning at one end of the line, the trees now start raising their still clasped hands, clasped hands, what? as if in triumph. What? V for victory! V for trees! <laughs> what did the trees do in this thing? They've just oh been there! God. They haven't done, They've been holding hands the this trees, whole time. The trees are just the backdrop! Like, yeah, but like, why are there trees? Is it because be teenagers trees. are always going into the woods into to the like woods, do their the illicit woods. things? I guess. I didn't. We. No. I mean, I didn't do illicit things, but... We weren't running. I don't remember into the going woods. to a wooded area to do no, it. Like... Me neither. <laughs> Although I lived in rural Pennsylvania, so like I mean everything is wooded everything. there, but yeah. still. Everything is remote. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you remain emotionless. <laughs> Sorry. That's that's the next line. Sorry. The friends were is it? Yeah. Yep. The friends start encouraging, pushing the druggie to head in the direction of the last a.k.a. worst drug, which has its arms outstretched in the same mechanical hug position as before. She resists strongly, but the friends finally force her to the last drug. She reaches out to slap its arms away, but hesitates and turns away. It is painful for her. The friends finally force her to slap the drug's arms down and also turn it around so that its back is toward the audience. Turn around. Every now and then. Okay. So with this first drug defeated, the process continues. As the druggie stands in front of each drug, the drug puts out its arms. The druggie resists less and less, but also turns back several times as if she can't stand doing this. By the end, she easily slaps away the last drug's hands and turns him around confidently. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Where the hell is Jesus in all of this? I mean, I've thought that this sounds more like an anti-drug skit instead of like a youth group skit. Yes. Like, if I remember correctly from the very original skit, um, Mm -hmm. Jesus is supposed to like totally come in and defeat the drugs by letting Satan crucify him and then all the drugs die. They like fall down and they're just gone. Yeah, that's a lot closer to what I recall from that. Much more dramatic, first of all, and secondly, much more theologically sound. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus, Jesus even took on the sin signs for the girl before he was crucified or after or something. He takes them at yeah. some point and then they hug and all of that. Yeah, I mean, that makes much more sense in, like, the context of a youth group. Right. Like, I think What's-His-Face would be very, very disappointed with the state of his beloved yeah. skit. I think I mean, he told me once that this skit was performed in front of the Pope, so. I mean, well, that's patently not true. But I'm okay. sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that that's a straight up lie like is he on does he have the pope on speed dial and he just like brainstorms with him to like most effectively defeat drugs like i don't understand three popes that we've had in our lifetime would all Mm -hmm. make much better skits than this so it's definitely not that they were brainstorming together (laughs) all right we're almost done everybody we're so close ready so close if the druggie still has the signs around the neck then in one strong movement she tears off all of the signs from around her neck and leaves them strewn on the floor. 
I didn't know she had a Hulk moment in this, but that's fine. Hulk smash! (laughs) There's cues in this part of the music. More thunder crashes because drama. Again. The friends hovering a big this not comic? (laughs) And then they walk off happily, preferably down an aisle through the audience. And the druggie never looks back. Okay. Hear me out. Alternate ending. She looks back and turns into salt in the aisle, and the friends are initially disappointed, but realize that salt is delicious, and they recover very quickly, and that's the end of the skit. <laughs> they all line the rims of their margarita glasses with Yes! Her. Cheer. <laughs> yes! The oh, end! Oh, I watched the shit out of that skit. The end. Thank God we're finally And then they pass again. out margaritas to the audience. Yay! Now a, that's a, a skit you. I would go to. I would sit I, through that as a thank you for you know not mocking this openly yeah not during the skit at least yeah yeah yeah. oh man so tracy tell us yes. what you do how you were qualified to do this and if you want anybody <laughs> to find you where we can find you <laughs> so uh hi my name's tracy um i was in youth group with teresa we were part oh, of our DYMLC, DYMLC yeah, like which was leadership. the diocesan youth yeah ministry leadership council yes. um yeah and we did a lot of retreats we did a lot of uh just gathering and you know ministry work and yeah. uh we were those now kids. we yeah we have since uh gone seen the light different ways <laughs> We have since departed from that Active kind of ministry. like incredibly uh, exclusive uh, yeah. approach to religion. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hence this comedy podcast. Hence, like our personalities. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I actually co-host my own podcast with my friends Liz and Steph. It's called Harpy Hour. Uh, you can find us on social media at Harpy Hour Pod. Email us harpyhourpodcast at gmail.com. And our new episodes come out every Tuesday. So Sweet. if you want to hear all about my uh, my scars from growing up Catholic in uh, that di- in our diocese, you should listen in because it comes up. <laughs> Make sure to check the show notes for those links. And the show is really good and not. Oh, thanks. Not TV. like it doesn't. It just makes fun of how we grew up, not anything in particular. Right. Like it's not. Yeah. So yeah. it's so safe it's probably to to. safe. Mostly. <laughs> As with most good things Mostly. in life, you have to take a bit of a risk. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight, Tracy, and helping me out with this. This was a lot of fun. Yes. This was so much fun. I'm coming back to make fun of more things later. Yes. I will have a special episode. Patreon supporters, look out for that in like the near future. Love it. All right. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, T. For this week, I give you the top 10 sock religious socks. Coming in at number 10 is their St. Francis of Assisi socks. I love St. Francis, but I just don't wear that much that goes with brown. I'll stop wearing black when they make a darker color.
Anyway, at number nine is their St. Joan of Arc pair. They are so soft, so soft. But that's probably not something Joan ever said about her armor. Coming in at number eight is the Divine Mercy Socks. I love this fun split design. They're also a great way for you to finally learn your left from your right. Number seven is the St. Therese pair. She's my favorite, so I couldn't leave her off. Nobody worry, I already own two pairs of these socks. At number six, we have the Resurrection Socks. He is risen, alleluia! But these are more brown. They're only up this high because they're Jesus. High with Jesus. Reminds me of this one Easter in California. Moving on, though. Coming in at number five is the Rosary Socks. Anything with Mama Mary gets to be in the top ten. Except those I left off. Oops. Okay, okay, okay. At number four are the Lent socks. Purple with black crosses. It does not get any more me than that. Coming in at number three are the Our Lady of Guadalupe socks. Like roses in winter, these socks are a beautiful surprise. And they're just so soft. Number two, getting close now, is the Keys to the Kingdom socks. With a very classic design, these are for the man in your life who wants to show that he's Catholic without drawing major attention to the fact that he's Catholic. Couldn't be me. But finally, at number one, we have the Marian Monogram socks. Mama Mary for the win. Mother of the church means mother of all the stinky feet, right? <laughs> Simple, classic, and like all the Mary stuff rolled into one, these socks are a can't-miss winner. And that's your top ten. And no, this episode is not sponsored by Sock Religious. I just love them. But call me. This week's weird saint is someone who you might remember as carrying her own eyes around on a platter, St. Lucy. She was born to rich, noble parents in 283, but her father died when she was very young. As a young woman, Lucy consecrated her virginity to God, but forgot to tell her mother, who had been trying to arrange a marriage for Lucy so that both of their futures would be secure. Lucy's mother had a bleeding disorder, and they traveled to the shrine to St. Agatha for a cure. Agatha appeared to Lucy and said that her mother would be cured because of Lucy's faith, and it happened. So, then, Lucy's unwanted betrothed found out she was dispersing her dowry to the poor, and then gave her up to the governor, because being a Christian was outlawed, but apparently being a douchebag has always been in style. When the guards came to take Lucy away, they couldn't move her even with a team of oxen. Then they tried to burn her, but that didn't work. Finally, finally, she was killed by the sword. So the deal with her eyes, though. There are two versions of this. 
One is that she plucked them out herself to discourage one of those suitors. The other one states that the governor ordered them to be gouged out because she had a dream that he would meet a swift end. Either way, gross. Gross. But this is why she's the patron saint of those with eye illnesses and why she's seen carrying them around. I mean, because totally normal, right? We celebrate St. Lucy on December 13th. Thanks for tuning in to Up Too Late Tonight. Special thanks to Tracy for joining us and to my high school youth minister, Bob. Sorry for all the trouble I caused you. Remember to check out my blog and enter the July giveaway. We're at the end now. Hit up TeresaZoeWilliams.com today. Up Too Late is a Grexley podcast. Find it and others like To the Heights and Paper Cranes at Grexley.com. You can always find me at Teresa Zoe on Twitter. And if you really, 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 really must, at Teresa Zoe Williams on Facebook and Insta. If you like this show, make sure to support it on Patreon at patreon.com slash Teresa Zoe. Get all kinds of behind-the-scenes looks, sneak peeks, and other freebies in addition to all the tier rewards. God bless and keep you. Sleep well and have sweet dreams. May your guardian angel be close at hand. And Mama Mary wrap you in her mantle. Go to sleep!